0: Welcome to the Rhodes Church Podcast. We are so excited to connect with you. We hope that this podcast builds your faith and that you will be encouraged and inspired by this week's message. Um, Let's get our Bible out. Mark chapter 10. Yeah, woo. Verse 46. Before we read the word, I want to share a couple of uh, uh, definitions with you. The word is desperate. Everybody say desperate 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 without hope lost beyond without hope lost beyond hope of recovery now I brought my little fan here a little story because Jesus talks to me in real time he talks to me in everyday stuff I sleep with this beautiful fan every night I sleep with my husband on one side and my fan on the other. And it has three things. and It even has a little flashlight. It is so cool. I'm just saying, middle-aged women, you need one. It will, it will change your life. And so I lost my fan one morning. I was, I'd take it with me to my prayer room every morning. And that night I was plugging in before I leave to come to church. And that night I got home and I got ready for bed and my fan was MIA, missing in action. And this desperation came upon me. And so I go in, I say, hey, baby, Louis, darling, love, what'd you do with my fan? <laughs> I haven't had your fan. He knows better. But I thought he hid my fan. I thought he was playing a really bad joke on me. It was not funny. He didn't have my fan. So I began, I looked in the trash can. I didn't know where it was. Where is my fan? What have I done with my fan? Couldn't find it. Well, I have another fan, but it's not the same as this one, okay? The buttons aren't the same in the middle of the night. And so I went, I may do with another fan, but I was really, really desperate still. So I just knew Jesus was going to make it shown in my house the next night, except he didn't. I was even more desperate. And so I had to do without my fan again. And it was like, Jesus, I'm really desperate. I got up in the middle of the night because I had this random thought when I woke up and I didn't have my fan and I was sweating. And it was just like, I knew where it's at. I hopped up out of bed and I went to look for it. It wasn't there. Jesus likes to talk to us in everyday things. He says, you're really desperate for that fan. You got up in the middle of the night. Love it when you get up in the middle of the night for me. He talks to us in everyday stuff, guys. It's just the way he talks to me. If we'll let him. I didn't even want him to talk to me in the middle of the night. I just wanted my fan. Just saying. Just <laughs> saying. And so the next morning at 5 a.m., I got it on Amazon. Rush order that fan, baby. It came. A couple days later, I was going in my mission closet, found my fan sitting on the chest of drawers. I know Jesus put it there. Or Lewis, I don't know which it was. But he wanted to talk to me about pursuing him. I was desperate. I had no hope without my family. Now, I know that sounds silly, but he wants us to be that desperate for him that we'll get up in the middle of the night, that I'll go looking in a trash can. Come on, guys. Where am I going to look for Jesus? Everywhere. Second word I would definition is tolerate. To put up with somebody. Do not look at your spouse or your children or whoever's next to you. To put up with somebody or something unpleasant to allow or permit. He started talking to me about this word back in the end of March. Jesus walked into our room, in our conference room, in staff meeting one day. And that afternoon, I was reading a magazine by Randy Clark, and there was an article. He started talking about afflicting spirits. Well, it had nothing to do with anything I didn't think. And um, he began to speak to me about this shoulder pain right here, my inner blade, that I had for weeks. I tolerated. He says, you've been tolerating that pain because your mattress, you need to replace it. Yeah, I kind of sink into the middle of my mattress. It's like I know I need to replace it, but we just we just wouldn't get rid of the money, and so I tolerated it. It's like, oh, well, I'd pray for it a couple of times, but he says you've been tolerating that. That's an afflicting spirit. Ooh. So I got up and I went into another office and I come back in. So you know what? He just showed me that, and I just command. I take authority over that afflicting spirit in my shoulder, and I went like that in the name of Jesus. I command it to go. command it to go simple nobody laid hands on me except me it went tried to come back a couple of times through the week but it is totally i every time i would say uh -uh, you're an afflicting spirit i call you out in the name of jesus you go you go i have authority the same spirit that raised jesus from the dead lives inside us you have authority you can speak with your mouth and tell it to go We don't have to tolerate those things that the enemy puts on us. And so I just told it to go. you know that I have never had any pain since? He has healed me. I don't have to tolerate that. I got done with tolerating it, and he healed me. Thank you, Jesus. What are you tolerating today? What are you desperate? What areas are you desperate? What are you tolerating that he says, "Uh uh-uh, I'm shining the light on that today? You will tolerate it no more. I want us to open the Word to uh, Mark ten. I hope you're there. Verse forty six. Story of Bartimaeus. Yeah. Who was Bartimaeus? He was a blind beggar. He had physical, financial lack. He was the son of Timaeus. I don't know why that that he's the son of Timaeus. I don't know why that matters to the scholars, but to me, here's what God spoke to me. He's a son, and he has value. You have value wherever you're at in life. You have value. No matter what your physical lack is, you have value. Uh, verse 46, then they reached Jericho, and as Jesus and his disciples left town, there was a large crowd. Now visualize this. Jesus and his disciples were leaving. There was a large crowd. A crowd is a large number of persons gathered closely together. There might, we might say this is a large crowd, but I have a feeling there were more people following Jesus because the multitudes always came. So you can imagine Jesus walking down the road, and there's this large crowd of people. It says a large crowd, not a little crowd. This is important. They gathered closely together. And so Bartimaeus, he was sitting on the side of the road. When Bartimaeus, verse 47, when he heard, say heard, that Jesus of Nazareth, Nazareth was nearby, he began to shout, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Now, in my mind, that's how I hear it. He heard, even though he couldn't see, but there was a crowd. So I doubt if anybody heard him. You think about the chatter. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. They're talking about Jesus. Who is this Jesus? They're talking about Jesus. So there's all this chatter. Anybody ever had chatter going on in your head? Let me tell you, I've had some chatter going. I have had a crowd in my mind today. So he has all this chatter. But Bartimaeus, he begins to say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Verse 48, be quiet. Many of the people yelled at him. Be quiet. Did I say I might get a little undignified in a minute? I'm just saying, hang on. But he only shouted louder. Son of David, have mercy on me. What was the crowd doing? They were giving pushback. Say pushback. Push back. Have you ever had any pushback in your life? Nobody here but me and this little baby that's raising his hands. <laughs> Hang on, baby. <laughs> Push back. Push back. The crowd, they begin to yell and they rebuked and they rejected. Bet they were a little bit intimidating. You ever experience intimidation whenever you're trying to uh, touch the hem of Jesus' garment? Maybe you're trying to witness to somebody. Maybe you're trying to, um, you're contending for something in your family. Whatever it is, you get this pushback. You might get it in church, just saying. Pushback happens in church every day. Every day. So, verse 49, when Jesus heard him, say heard. He stopped. And said tell him to come here Bartimaeus got the attention of Jesus You know the crowd I bet they were saying You know what That's not how we do things here You didn't follow the 12 step program You have not gone through growth track yet You've not even come to the altar to ask Jesus into your heart. We just don't do it like this. Religion. Religion. Jesus hates religion. Now, Jesus, now you think about the beggars. I imagine, because I go overseas and we see the roadside, it's not paved. I can imagine where we go. It's a dirt road. It's a dirt road. And so we see beggars, and they're not clothed, you know, in Dillard's clothes. They're clothed in something because they have this little thing on them, maybe a little coat or not. Bartimaeus had a little coat. But they're just sitting on the roadside. There's probably other sick people there that day. That day. But Bartimaeus decided he was going to be the one to pursue Jesus no matter what. So Jesus heard him and he stopped and he said, Tell him to come here. Jesus did not go to him. Jesus said, Tell him to come here. He had to do something. Come here. And so he had to press back the crowd. Now, remember, he's blind. It's like, I don't know where I'm even going, but he can hear Jesus talking. And he presses past the crowd. And now the crowd, they're happy. Oh, cheer up, he says. Cheer up, they said. Come on, he's calling you. Yeah, the crowd, they're all happy when Jesus Jesus gives their attention. But the crowd does not. They were offended by the process. How many times has someone else's process offended you? It's a hard word. I'm just being real. There have been other people's process that has offended me. Careful. I know that my process has offended other people. Sometimes I hear about it. Sometimes they tell me about it. And it's just like, go talk to Jesus about it. Just go talk to Jesus. Sounds like a hard word, guys, but he wants to expose religion because it's religion that keeps us from where we need to be with Jesus. We are pursuing Jesus. I don't care what it looks like. We don't even, you've heard Pastor Chess say, I don't know what I'm doing. Well, if he don't know what he's doing, I sure don't know what I'm doing this morning. We're just pursuing Jesus. So Jesus waited for his response. Here's one, maybe our recent baptisms here. I'm just gonna really just do some meddling here real quick. <laughs> the baptisms here at the roads, August seventh or June seventh and eighth, were offensive to some. Cause what? It did not look like what we thought it should look like. Says who? Who am I to say? Jesus is Jesus. He can do what he wants. He can do it how he wants. He doesn't even need us. He wants us. But in our mind, it's just like what Jesus would meet people in the water. Are you kidding me? Jesus meets us at the altar, we get baptized as a public profession of our faith. Yes, we, yes, we do. But he encountered people in the water over and over. We're still getting testimonies in. And I want to share a quick testimony. There was somebody that had post-COVID symptoms. They hadn't been able to taste or smell, and they finally got their taste back, and everything tasted horrible. Now, that is a horrible thing, <laughs> to have horrible, that for food to taste horrible. I enjoy food, especially chocolate. They couldn't taste chocolate. It tasted horrible. Now, how, now, can you imagine? You can't even taste the taste of chocolate. So this person, she gets baptized. She encounters Jesus in the water. Come on. Oh, it's going to mess with your religion. She comes up. She gets her taste back. She has some chocolate-covered almonds or something in her bag, goes back to her seat, pops them in her mouth, and she can taste the chocolate. Now, come on, guys. That is something to praise Jesus over. If we cannot praise him, listen to me. If we cannot praise him when he heals a cold, how can we be trusted to praise Him and give Him glory with the big stuff like cancer? Raising people from the dead. Inner healing. All of those things. If we can't rejoice that somebody gets their taste back and enjoys chocolate, they got a piece of pizza that night and they could taste the pizza. They went home and raided their refrigerator and ate everything in their sight and they could taste it. Goes against Religion. Jesus just loves her, just loved her and wanted to encounter her in the water. Back to my story. So Bartimaeus, verse 50, threw aside his coat. He jumped up and he came to Jesus. He did three things. His coat was his covering. It was his protection. It was his necessity up until that moment. He needed that coat to protect him. He needed his coat to protect him. Probably had holes in it, but he needed it. But in that moment, he says, Jesus, I need you more. I don't even need my coat. That coat's hindering me. It's hindering me, so I'm going to throw it off. I'm going to throw it off, and I'm going to run to Jesus. He knew what he wanted. So verse 51, what do you want me to do for you? Jesus already knew, but he just wanted him to say it. So what do you want? I say to you today, what do you want? What do you want me to do for you? Jesus asked. My rabbi, the blind man says, I want to see. He knew what he wanted and he spoke it out of his mouth. There's life and death in the power of the tongue. Speak it. Speak it. Not outside the word of God, but speak what you want. Jesus is healer. He wants to heal us. So he spoke it. Verse 52. And Jesus said to him, go. Say, go. Go. For your faith has healed you. Instantly the man could see and he followed Jesus. He didn't go back to doing what he was. He followed Jesus. I don't know. You guys are really quiet. So I may have to do this a different way. Bartimaeus, he heard. He responded. He resisted. He persisted. And he received. And he followed. All action words. All verbs. We cannot sit along the side of the road and do the same thing over and over and over and expect to get different results. That is insanity, friends. It is insanity. Mount Carmel, that is insanity to keep doing the same things and expect different results. So today, are you part of the crowd? No. no. Or are you along the roadside? No, no. Or are you pursuing Jesus? So, how will you be found? Are you the guy that says it's not how we do things here? Bless God. I see some arms folded right now. They might unfold here really quick. (laughs) It's okay. Bless God. We're on the roadside. So you guys are really quiet, so I think I'm going to do this a little bit different. I'm sure Bartimaeus did not have a face mask with purple polka dots on it. (laughs) But I want you to go to that dirt road with me to the roadside. Yeah. You see, Jesus is looking for some Bartimaeuses today. So Jesus is coming with a large crowd. And Bartimaeus, he can't see, but his ears perk up. They perk up because he's heard the testimony of Jesus. Like, Jesus, is that you? Is that you, Jesus? I think it's Jesus. I heard a rumor that Jesus was coming. I heard a rumor that Jesus was coming. And so this faith begins to stir in him. Oh, but there's the crowd because he can hear the chatter. He can hear the chatter. He can hear the chatter in his mind that says, I'm not worthy, that I'm rejected, that who am I? Who am I to receive from Jesus today? I'm just a blind beggar. Oh, he had to pe- press past the self-pity. And so he just decides, Jesus, hey, hey, Jesus, son of David, hey, have mercy on me. Oh, the chatter's is getting louder. Hey. Jesus is getting closer and he can sense because when you're blind, your other senses are heightened. And he can hear and faith begins to arise. Hey, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Hey, son of David, have mercy on me. And the crowds are saying, shut up. Shut up. Be quiet. This is not how we do things. This is not how we do things. Be quiet. Can anybody relate right now? And so, Bartimaeus just gets even louder. Jesus, son of David. Hey, hey, Jesus. Hey, hey, Jesus. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus keeps going. Hey, hey, Jesus. Jesus, over here. Hey, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Hey, Jesus, no, Jesus, don't pass me by. Don't pass me by, Jesus. Have mercy on me. Have mercy on me. And he stops. Jesus stops. Whew. Hey, hey, he says, hey. Tell him to come here. Now think, Jesus, now, 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 oh, now Bartimaeus is blind. He's blind, and there's all these people, there's a large crowd. And the crowd begins says, say, cheer up. Oh, yeah, cheer up. Yeah, he's telling you to come here. Cheer up. Have you ever been in that crowd? Cheer up. Yeah, Jesus is calling you. Yeah, they're celebrating him now. So, what does Bartimaeus do? You know, he's, maybe he doesn't even walk very well. I don't know, but I just, I want you to picture, there's probably other blind people along the roadside, but he's the only one that will say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. So he throws off his coat and he jumps up and he goes to Jesus. He doesn't know where he's going. He can't see, but he's willing to press back. What if I fall? What if I look like a fool? What if they trip me? What if I land on my face? But there's got to be that thing inside him that says, I don't even care. Because Jesus is not going to pass me by. And so Jesus says, your faith has healed you. And he could see and he followed him down the road. I want us to stand today. Jesus is looking for some Bartimaeuses. He's looking for some people. He's looking for them people that will say, I don't care what the crowd says. I don't care what others say, but I'm going to pursue Jesus. I'm going to pursue Jesus. I don't care. I'm going to pursue Jesus. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Are there any Bartimaeuses in this house today? Are there any Bartimaeuses in their living rooms in Mount Carmel? Are there any people in here that will pursue him at all costs? he's saying he's not going to sugarcoat it. He's not going to say, oh, yeah, you come if you feel like it. It's not going to cost you anything. That rich young ruler, that rich young ruler, you know, what he say? Sell all. Sell all and come and follow me. He didn't say, oh, you you just sell a little bit of your stuff. You just sell a little bit. You don't have to give it all. You don't have to give it all. No, Jesus did not compromise. He did not compromise. He said, you come. You get rid of your stuff. It's going to cost you, friends. It's going to cost you. It's going to cost you everything. But as I said when I spoke last time, not serving Jesus will cost you everything. So do you want to be cost everything with Jesus or without Jesus? Maybe you're here and he's just Savior. Oh my gosh, he was just my Savior for so many years. And then I found out that there's more. There is more. (laughs) Thank you for listening to this week's message. If you enjoy this podcast and would like to give, please visit us at theroads.church. To stay connected, follow us on Facebook and Instagram. You can also subscribe to our YouTube channel to watch our latest sermons.